once in a lifetime task like changing your name after marriage is not gender equal what else is there uh, in everyday life and i started to do some research and what i found was pretty astounding so I ended up uh, writing some of that because I, I studied journalism in college, so I like to write. And then, you know, I kept writing and writing and I got so passionate about gender equality, promoting gender equality and feminism. And I decided to actually share this uh, work with the world, so I wrote a book. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, everyone. We have a really special guest today, and I'm really excited to have him today. I actually haven't had someone from Japan before, so our special guest today is Sue Matsuo Post. Is that correct? Did I say it right? Shu Matsuo Post. So Shu, he actually encountered some challenges as he came into our country he actually met a woman that was an American and decided that he wanted to take on part of her name and keep his name. And so kind of combining that together. And it sounds like he encountered some really hardship along the way as he was doing that. And so with this experience, so so Shu, I'm going to actually have you kind of tell us a little bit more about the story. But I know that you really had a hard time kind of getting this transition. So Shu, welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you for being here today. Donna, pleasure. Thank you so much for having me today. Great. So I know that you've uh, created a book and that you are going to share with us a little bit later on, but tell us, tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us how all of this happened. Yes. So like you said, I am a Japanese native. I grew up, I was born and raised in Japan. And I moved to the U.S. when I was 15. Um, my dad was working for an American company at the time. So I had an opportunity to visit the U.S. When it, since I was little. And the, I remember the first time I, uh, I came to the U.S. I'm in the U.S. now. Um, but uh, when I came here, I was like, wow, I'm going to move here one day. And uh, yeah, uh, my parents uh, achieved my dream when I was 15. So I went to high school here, a college, also college in California. And uh, total, I, I, I was here about uh, for eight years. And then I moved back to Japan for as a young professional. And uh, I felt, you know, I was a little bit different because I had uh, spent most of my adolescence in the U.S. So I was like, you know what? This isn't really working out for me, so I want to go abroad again. So I moved to Hong Kong 
um, with my with my uh, employer, and um, I ended up staying there for five five and a half years. I didn't know anything about Hong Kong when I moved there, uh, but yeah, I I loved it, and I ended up living there for five and a half years. And thing that happened was I actually met my wife in Hong Kong. So my wife is American, but she was also wow. working in Hong Kong at the time. Yeah. So that's um, yeah. I I met her, and um, we decided to get married in the U.S. And uh, we were my wife actually got a job at uh, international school, and she got a job in Japan at the time. So right after we got married in the U.S., we moved. So uh, my birth name is Matsuo, and her birth post and we decided to combine our names when we got married to Matsuo Post. I really love that. To do. Was, yeah, Matsuo Post. That's was, such a uh, cool, unique name. Yeah, thank you. And it was really easy in the States. Um, we All we had to do was go to the city hall and tell them we just got married and we signed the paper paperwork and that was it. So we were officially Matsuo Post then. And I wanted to do the same thing in Japan in my home country. Um, so I went to the city hall, uh, but the person I was talking to told me that I couldn't do it because Japan, uh, in Japan, married couples have to have the same last name legally. So you can keep your names um, and get married to someone in Japan legally. So that's been a controversial topic for the past uh, few decades. Uh, mm-hmm. But I actually didn't know when I, uh, when I moved back. So I was like, whoa, but I, I really want to do this. I, we just changed or combined our names. So what can we do? And he was like, oh, combining last names is even tougher. Like no one's ever really done it. Maybe a few people. Um, so good luck. He, he told me to go to the family court to get more information. So I went to the family court and I was thinking, isn't the family court somewhere you go when you get divorced? And I was, was like yeah. two weeks after we got married so I was like well okay um, so I went there and I spoke with a judge at the family court and pleaded my case to change my name you know since we had done that already and I was thinking like wow um, I didn't know that um, it was so um, such a tough thing to do um, just to change my name um, it's like <clears throat> you know it's your own right like a person's right to change your name. And I didn't realize how difficult it can be in a country like Japan, mm-hmm. uh, where there are so many uh, restrictions. Um, but I ended up being able to change my name um, to Matsuo Post. Uh, so what happened was, I literally took my wife's uh, name after the after the marriage. So Matsuo Post, because she had already changed her name in the US. So I literally took that name into uh, into my new name in Japan, so that was that was it, and uh, so that was the first part. Sorry, I know this is a long story, but no, that's be... okay. <laughs> it sounds like that kind of stirred up something inside of you, though, at this point, right? Yes. So I didn't realize it. Um, you know, it takes so much work and uh, effort to change change your name, and I also learned at the time. You know, in Japan, it's a uh, it's usually the women who end up taking the men's name. So 94% of the time, um, the wife ends up taking the husband's name because you have to, inevitably, you have to, you have to take uh, a spouse name. Yeah, pre- pretty mm-hmm. traditional, right? Mm-hmm. So only like 6% of 
men end up taking the, the woman's name. And so I was, it was kind of a rare case as well. So I went through the whole name changing process as millions of women have gone through in the past, um, you know, passport, driver's license, credit cards, you name it. And it took a long time. And mm -hmm. I didn't know um, how time consuming it could be because my parents never told me, my dad never told me, you know, as a man and all my friends, parents did the same thing. Like my mom took my dad's name, my friends, moms took their their dad's names and stuff so i you know as a man i had never thought about the option to change my name uh, but i did so that's when i when when it really hit me if once in a lifetime task like changing your name after marriage is not gender equal what else is there uh, in everyday life and i started to do some research and what i found was pretty astounding so I ended up uh, writing some of that because I, I studied journalism in college, so I like to write. And then, you know, I kept writing and writing and I got so passionate about gender equality, promoting gender equality and feminism. And I decided to actually share this uh, work with the world. So I wrote a book. Yeah. Awesome. So you said it kind of brought up some what was the word you used when you were talking to me? It's like this feminineness or this um, uh, like feeling like this vulnerable mm -hmm. feeling inside of you as you were trying to do this. It was such a hardship and um, you had some compassion for these women that go through this, you know, all the time. They're dealing with these name changes and this stuff. So tell me a little bit about kind of what it stirred up inside of you to write this book. And why would you write this book about that? Like, what, what, what was your purpose of writing that? Yeah, so I think we live in, uh, we live in the world full of expectations, um, especially you know, especially gender expectations, right? Mm -hmm. So as, as a boy, as a man, I have been conditioned to believe that I had to be a certain way. Like a manhood was supposed to be a certain way. You know, mm -hmm. never cry, um, you know, always be tough, physically strong, athletic, you know, mm -hmm. financially successful and, and all that, show aggression, you know, be violent, whatever that might be. And I thought to be a real man, quote unquote, real man, that's what I had to be. And I know for women, you know, there was a different story, like be more feminine, you know, be kind, be nice and, and all that stuff. And I'm not saying those are bad qualities. Um, I think they're all good qualities and it really doesn't have to be, uh, you know, you don't have to be a man to live a certain way. You don't have to be a woman to live a certain way. You know, you can be a man and show kindness to other people, be nice to other people. You can cry in front of people. It's okay to, to live that way if, if that's your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And until I went through my journey uh, into uh, feminism, I didn't have the courage to confront that, those expectations that had That was my, what you said, head. feminism. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of found that part of you and you wanted to be able to express yourself for who you really were. Is that right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when I, when I really found my freedom. Um, you know, I just wanted to be the, the man that society wanted me to be. And mm -hmm. I 
you know, I, I felt like I found my success uh, with work and with, uh, you know, romantic relationships. Uh, but I knew deep, deep down, I wasn't being my true authentic self uh, to a certain, certain level. And I was craving for that. Like, what is that? Um, and, you know, when I kind of let go of those expectations, that's when I found my true freedom that I was really looking for. Yeah, when you let go of what other people think of you, it really does. It, it brings a sense of freedom. It's like, you know, there's no expectations. You don't have to be a certain way. It's mm -hmm. just, yeah, it just feels really good. Yeah. So I have to ask you, how did your dad feel because of your culture and kind of where you come from? Did your dad have a hard time with you changing your name? Actually, surprisingly, no. My parents oh. have been so supportive. Yes, they are Japanese and very Japanese. They've never lived outside of Japan. Mm -hmm. So they do have these, um, like, uh, they understand those gender expectations and norms. But when I explained to him and my mom, hey, listen, I'm going to change my name. Um, <laughs> they actually really listened to me with an open heart, uh, which wonderful. I'm very appreciative of. Yeah. And uh, we're in a very open conversation to this day about what, what is gender equality? You know, what is feminism? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very fortunate to have uh, parents that are open-minded. Yeah, I really love that we're talking about this because, you know, being a feminism and having that part of you doesn't mean that you're not a man or that you don't have, it just means you tap into those qualities where, like you said, you could cry or, you know, have that sensitivity, be kind and not that men aren't kind. So please don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that, you know, sometimes they do find or tend to not go in that direction because of what society tells them they should do or not do. Mm -hmm. So I really love that you're addressing that. And it sounds like your book talks a lot about that and how they can just be who they are. Is that right? Yes. So I, I wrote my, I, I'm sharing my story that I just shared uh, with you in mm -hmm. detail. And also we live in uh, patriarchy. So mm -hmm. this world, I realized that it's tilted towards men's face, big, big time. So it sounds to me like, you know, when you talk about feminism, a lot of men are like, what? You know, it's working out for men. Like, why, why are you supporting gender equality? Like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you know, it's just a women's issue, but it's not. It's really hurting men too, you know. Um, it is because yeah. not being able to share your emotions, I exactly. think, is is if suppressed emotion i deal with that all the time i'm a reiki energy healer and and suppressed emotion is is not good you know being able to express yourself and and you know allowing yourself to cry or to feel upset or you know hurt about something is okay exactly yeah men don't allow themselves to most men yeah struggle with that because yeah. of what they've been taught Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you look at the statistics, the, the number one cause of men's death, men under the age of 50 is su suicide. And men are more likely to die by suicide, uh, three, I think three to four times more than women. So, wow, I, I did not know that statistic. So, wow. Yeah. 
That's because crazy. you know society tells us uh, culturally you know we believe that men shouldn't show emotions and it's really uh, it's really harmful for boys and men actually so I, you know i think letting go of those expectations and just being okay with whatever however you want to express yourself um i think that's really good for your well-being your uh, your mind well-being and uh it just really frees frees yourself and mm-hmm. you find your authentic self, uh, which is the purpose in life, right? Just yeah, exactly. Living your truth. That's what we yeah. all strive for. So yeah. Exactly. So that's that's yeah, what I wrote really in my book. I really love this yeah. this story. And tell us what the name of your book is again. So it's called "I Took Her Name: I Lessons her from name. Yeah." So the subtitle is "Lessons from My Journey into Vulnerability, mm-hmm. Authenticity, and Feminism." I love that. Very cool. So if somebody were, and and I asked you this beforehand, we are definitely going to promote your book and we'll put that out there so that people know where to get it. Um, I'm guessing it's probably going to be on Amazon. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we'll make sure we put a link in for that. And also, um, I know you had offered them to have like a, just a glimpse or a segment of the book so that they can kind of see what it's about beforehand. Is that right? Absolutely. So you can go to my website, which is shumatsuopost.com and just leave your email there and I will send you the introduction to the book for free. Okay, perfect. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well. So Shu, I always asked at the very end, what is the one thing that actually helped you through that hardship that you were going through of, you know, them giving you such a hard time of changing your name and, and that frustration and, and trying to find yourself. Um, what was the one thing that you did that made a, a big shift for you? I would say letting go. So letting go of the, the expectations, which is period, yeah. you know, especially gender expectations. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to fully living, uh, living my truth, my authentic, uh, full authenticity. And who doesn't want to live their truth? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. So letting go. Yeah, sometimes we hang on to stuff when, you know, it's frustrating us. It's, you know, it's irritating us. But yet, if we could just let it go, we are so much mm-hmm. freer, aren't we? Yeah, I think we spend a lot of time and energy trying not to disappoint people around us. But when you, when you do that too much, you know, you, you end up disappointing yourself, but you are the person that, you know, can't disappoint. Like you have to live your truth. Right. So you're going to end up disappointing some other people, which is, it takes courage, but it's so important. It is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And once you start to do that, I I truly believe that you start to live the most authentic and beautiful life. Mm. Thank you. I look forward to checking out your book and, and just seeing all the neat things that I'm sure you've added into this and read your story. So thank you so much, Shu, for being on today and sharing your story. I just really appreciate you. Donna, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Shu, so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, 
please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.